Welcome to the Ohio Ministry Network podcast. The following audio was recorded at the 2014 Forum. For more information, please visit ohioministry.net. Well, as you guys will find out, I'm not a preacher. So my brother's a preacher, my dad's a preacher. I don't preach. I usually stay behind the scenes as the creative director of our church. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of C3 Church. My brother is Conan Stevens. He's the pastor of our church. So um, about coming up on eight years, we planted C3 Church. I, we were on the porch out of Heartland. Have you guys been to Heartland yet? Or campgrounds? Have you guys been to Heartland? Okay. In this campground, the Davidson cabin. And uh, so we were out there talking, um, you know, we want to plant a church, man. What is this going to look like? So it was me, my brother Conan, and then the executive director at our church, Gary Fowler, and it was just kind of a, a cool moment to see it eight years later, and I was there for the first year, and I left, and then, you know, went off to D.C., and then I kind of moved back, and whatever, and now I get to be on staff, so I've been on staff there for about a little over a year now, so as creative director, which means I do everything, so, you know, anything uh, visual, so uh, website, uh, the look, the feel, graphics, all the video stuff that we do, you know, you kind of name it, just the look and the feel, all the Sunday morning services, all those kinds of things I'm responsible for. So, um, you know, any type of the illustrations that we do, creative kind of things. I mean, we have a team, and I'll talk to that of some of the things that we do and how we kind of get there. But uh, I love doing more like collaboration. I don't want to just get up here and talk the whole time and, you know, whatever. So at, at any point, you guys have questions or if you want to stop and say, well, that's really good for you, but how would that work out for us, and different things like that, I am all about collaboration, and let's talk through that, and, you know, you might learn from, from some of the other guys, girls here, whatever, so um, that's what, I love these smaller rooms, last time we did one, they stuck me in an auditorium, I was like, oh, that's too big, I don't even, yeah, like, I don't want to preach, I want to talk, let's talk through some of the things, I'm a problem solver, let's, you know, what are some ideas and things that we can do to kind of help what your ministry is doing, and kind of, you know, move forward with that, so... So throughout this thing, if you guys, hey, if you have any questions, please stop at me at any point, and uh, I'll just talk through some of the stuff we'll talk through is even like what our process is, and it might not work for what you guys are doing. It worked for us, and I can even talk kind of how we got there because we, were, we weren't just there. You don't just arrive at the place. You know, you kind of move your way up as your church grows and fluctuates and team members come on and off and the different types of team members that you get and the different personalities that you get and um, being in the creative department. We get a lot of unique personalities, I like to say, lots of introverts, lots of just different personalities that kind of like to be behind the scenes and very smart people and different things. So, um, but we'll talk through that. So um, I know the, the, the title of this is Crafting Excellence, Creating Messages That Connect. And we'll kind of, like I say, I'll talk through how we kind of come up with some of the things that we come up with for our messages and kind of how we got there. Um, but, and I'll just kind of hit some main points that I feel is important to get us to that point. Because I don't think you just like, okay, let's just throw some ideas out and then we're going to get some really creative things and then we're just going to make this happen. Like, there's certain preparation and certain things that kind of have to happen leading up to what that is, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, the first one I'll talk about, and some of these you guys already know, but uh, this was uh, some things that were kind of important to me was, uh, the first one is just our team. So, um, I'm just going to kind of walk through uh, what I look for, um, some of the team members that we have and why I feel that they've kind of connected with where we're at. And, um, you know, because if everybody thought like me, then it's just going to be the same thing over and over. I really try to pull in different kinds of people, and I'll talk to some of the personality traits that we have for our team or whatever. So, um, but I don't know about for you guys, you know, I'm kind of a doer. Like, 
I'm the guy that like I don't like to ask people to do these things because I know what I'm going to get when I do it. And it's <laughs> it's been a really hard transition for me to move into a leadership role where and then to grow to a certain point where you can't do everything yourself, right? I, I want to do it because I, I know what I'm going to get. You know, I, I'm going to get the quality that I want most of the time. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to get things done when I need them to be done. I'm going to do all these different things. I don't have to take the time to train because, you know, I got three kids at home. And when I'm at work, it's very busy. I don't want to take the time because I don't want to give up my evenings. I don't want to take the time at work because I have too many things going on that I need to do. So, uh, hey, man. So, uh, so it's hard for me to just say, yeah, okay, I'm going to take this time to train other people to do these things because I've always just been a doer. But when you get to a certain point at your church where you can't, uh, so like even with our church, uh, we're in a big like multi-million dollar auditorium at a school. So uh, big fine arts center. So they got you know those couple you know fifty thousand dollar light board with you know thirty intelligent lights, and then we're running LED light curtains with three screens. So we're doing you know multiple images and tiling them and doing all this stuff, and then we're running multiple feeds camera feeds and we're splitting them out to go to mother's rooms and we're splitting them out to go up to the video switcher that's being switched and you know there's media and there's lighting and there's video and there's all these different things that it is impossible for me to do by myself and trust me I've tried it and it burns you out really really quick we got you know wireless speakers and we have to set up a tear down each week so you know everything needs to be wireless as much as possible so we got like Sonos speakers that we're setting up and running off our iPads and run music throughout the schools and so it's all these things that have to be set up and for the longest time I was getting there 6 a.m., and I'm setting everything up myself trying to do this week after week after week until you kind of get to the point you start burning out, and you're like, this isn't going to last very long. And you know what? We're only going to get bigger, and we're only going to add more things, and we're only going to do these things. So after a while, I had to sit back and say, okay, you know, I have to get more people on. I have to train more people into doing these things because it's killing me, and I'm not, you know, people were starting to say, man, when you're on Sunday morning, we don't even want to talk to you because, dude, you're just like running around. You know, with the chicken with your head cut off because all these things are kind of happening. So, um, so I had to kind of let some of these things go. And in the beginning, it was very difficult for me because they weren't, you know, hitting it how they should be hitting it, or they weren't setting it up right. And then I'd have to go troubleshoot it anyways. But anyway, the point was, it got to the it got to the point that um, once they started learning in these things, it really started to realize in me like, okay, this is really going to work. And then I started realizing that. Um, the network of people that I was getting around me was bringing me more things than that I could do. So then here was this guy that is a computer guru that all of a sudden he's bringing, you know, what he knows and all of a sudden now he's getting us um, all of our software for like 20 bucks. So because he knows somebody who knows somebody. And I'm like, he's been in our church for three years and I never tapped into this guy. Like what in the world was I thinking, right? And then, you know, this person over here was a professional sound mixer that does stuff for the news and, you know, works downtown and does all these different things. But, you know, he was a busy guy or whatever. And, he, he, you know, he, he was helping out with certain things. But when I asked him, he's like, yeah, no one's really ever asked me to do these things. Oh, are you kidding me? I've been here for how long? And I've never asked you these things. And so a lot of these people, I was looking for specific things and finding these things out. And then I just started pin, picking them out. And I'm like, man, this is changing everything until you get to the point that you realize you're almost like this conductor. So you find all these people with all these different personalities. And then you get to make music, right? So then you're like, okay, here's what I need you to do. And here's what I need you to do. And here's what I need you to do. And all of a sudden, they start making these things happen. I'm like, there's no way that I would be able to do half these things. And some of them aren't even, you know, with the skill sets, they didn't even know they had them. And that's been the most beautiful thing for me is I have an admin that's pretty, probably going to be my boss pretty soon because she is amazing. And in the beginning, she just, you know, I'll just help out wherever I can, but she's an incredible writer, and she's able to just take all my ADD nonsense, and I just throw it out to her, and then she forms these amazing things that we can do with these things. And it's like 
the ideas and just the way that they think and where they come from has just changed the way that even I've thought through all these things, you know? Because my background is video. So I do video. I used to do stuff in Washington, D.C. You know, I filmed all, most of the presidents, and I've done stuff for Geico and BMW and doing these things. I'm like, yeah, I got this down. But when I started pulling some of these people in, I'm like, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And they're coming with different point of views from things. It just changed the way that I view things. So it's, it was a hard transition for me to get out of just trying to do everything myself because I was the creative guy. And they're really saying, you know what, I'm not as creative as I think. And there's a lot of people in our church that are a lot more creative than I am. I just got to give them the opportunity and then, you know, show them how they can be part of what this team is. And it's really kind of opened up things for us and made my life a lot easier. And my wife appreciates that a lot more. So, so the network, I mean, is a really, really big kind of thing that, um, that is really kind of cool as you kind of, you know, open up to people. The other one is personality traits. So, um, Anybody here done the Strength Finders test? Okay, so dude, I recommend getting the Strength Finders 2.0 or whatever like that. You can go online for 10 bucks and take it, and it'll print out your top five or 30 or something like that. And so I had all my team leaders print out these the Strength Finder things. And I mean, they have everything. Like my number one is called Activator. And some of these things, it'll blow you away how like good these things are and how they kind of read you. So number one for me is Activator, which means... When someone throws a plan at me, I'm ready to go. Like, I don't want to take the time to, like, I just, I just want to go. If we're not doing it, we're wasting time. I just want to get it done. I want to just plow forward. I'll plow through anything, even if the plan isn't there. That's just the way that I think. So um, I was jumping ahead with all these things that I was trying to do, and I was a great starter, but I wouldn't finish it because I just started. I just wanted to get moving, and then I realized that, the, you know, the plan isn't in a place and things started to fall through. So then I started looking for different people with different personality traits. So I'd go, and hey, I'd start talking to them, and we'd have coffee, and hey, you want to be part of this team or whatever? And then I'd give them a strength finders test. And then I'd find people with different personality traits. Um, you know, one, you know, I'm an activator. I found somebody that has connectedness, who's real good about connecting people and being positive and doing those kinds of things. I found another person that has strategic in the background because I want to do these plans. I want to move forward, but we really need to be strategic with how we do these things, especially the moving parts that we have. If we just jump forward, things are going to start falling through the cracks because there's way too many details, that kind of stuff. Um, another one was relator, you know, um, Another one was an arranger. How can we take all these things and arrange them all together or whatever? So it was kind of neat. Over, the, over a few-month period, I started finding specific people. And then when you go to them and you're like, I need you to be part of this team. We are going to help bless people. We are going to give people an opportunity to meet Jesus. And you're going to be a huge part of this because this personality that you have, I think, is incredible and would be great for our team. I need positivity. I need people up there that you know, I can train to be a service producer Okay, our service producer doesn't necessarily have to know all the technical things, but they need to, to know all the information that's on our, our checklist, our planning center, which we use, and be able to call off the information as we're kind of moving forward. That's all I need you to be, and I need you to be positive and make people feel good about themselves. And, like, you know, for them, oh, I can't be part of what you guys do because I don't have technical skills or I'm not creative or I'm not this. I don't need that. Here's what I need. I need personality, man. I need someone who's going to love on our people and make them feel part of the team because we have a lot of introverts. We have people that just sit in the corner and just want to press buttons. Like, that's who we draw. So we need the other people that's going to come in and just bubbly, love on them and that kind of stuff. And they're like, I never knew that you guys needed these kinds of things, you know? Um, you know, a couple of the other ones, we have some, like I say, are really creative writers and people that just think through the process of, you know, how do we reach people? What is it that makes people feel wanted? You know, what is it that makes people feel connected and feel valued? Because that's the biggest thing is 
when people come to your church or be on your team, they want to feel valued, you know, because if not, you go to a church, especially with media, you come in there and, you know, one wrong button and everybody stops and turns and looks, right? So I'm like, I promise them, listen, if this happens, you duck, I'll stand up and take the fall for you guys. So I'll stand in the back of the room and when everything shuts down up on the screen, everybody looks back, I just wave. Love Jesus. Come on. I said, I'll take that fall for you guys. But, you know, we want you to be part of this. And we want you to know that we have your back no matter what. And these things are going to happen. I mean, I remember we had a guy, a poor guy. Uh, we were doing uh, a series, Everything is Awesome, so off the Lego movie, right? So we did this. I mean, we had Lego guys. We threw Lego men off the catwalk and parachutes, like at the end of the service. We were playing this song, Everything is Awesome, right? Have you guys seen the movie? Everything is awesome. Okay, so at the end of the song, at the end of the thing, I'm like, okay, get the song ready. And our guy Dan McConnell, he was up there praying to finish off. And at the end of the prayer, when he says, "Amen," I want you to hit it, right? Well, he's in the middle of his prayer, and I said, "I want you to hit it." So he presses it, and it's like dead silent. Oh Lord, bless the people. Everything is awesome. I'm like, no, and he hits it again. Everything is awesome. No, everything is. And it had like four times, right? Everything is awesome. Everything. And I jump over there, hit, and he's just like, beat red. Oh my gosh, what is happening? And I look up, and everybody's looking at me, and I'm like, yay! <laughs> of course, we're in a booth with glass, and so no one can really. You don't hear anybody say anything, but you're just like, oh dear Jesus, and. You know, he quit coming for about three weeks, but we got him back. We got him back. So we're like, listen, bro, these things are going to happen. I've had it happen. You know, it is what it is, but just, you know, we love you, man. You know, it's just technology, right? I mean, it's just how these things. So, you know, making them feel valued and that things are going to happen. And we got your back to all these things is probably the biggest thing. Um, but so, yeah, just the strength finder. I definitely recommend that you find some people do. Hey, I'll pay the 10 bucks, you know, take the strength finders test. And then I sat down with each of my team leaders and I walked through each of the five. And I said, you know why you're part of this team? This is why. And this is how this relates with us. And this is why this strength is really good for me. And they even have some things on there that like who works well with activator and who works well with belief and who works well with the woo, you know. So it's really kind of neat. We did this with our whole team and um, all of us had everything different. And some of us had a lot of the same thing in it, too. So, like, Conan, our pastor, was really cool because he had belief, which is great. You need to have that, you know. And then he had uh, woo, which means that he can woo a crowd, right? He's charismatic. He does stuff. He had um, positivity, so he gets people positive and all these different things. And then the team he has behind him is, like, strategic and arranger and, you know, creative and, like, all, you know, belief and connectedness and all these different things so we can take the vision that he has and then we can come up with some really kind of cool things and how does it connect to the church. And so he can just get up and preach away and throw out big vision, all these different things, and we're going to take these things and we're going to make it happen kind of a thing. So it's just kind of cool to see how the, the team that we've even had and gone through this, it's that team that's going to make as a pastor, your vision comes to life. Is that team, whoever you guys are on the team, that you know, we're going to make this thing come to life. But it's important, super important, to know who your team is and know what strengths that they have to put them in the right place. I mean, we've just revamped at our church where you know I, I had certain skills. Okay, you're the media tech director, and then we changed it to creative director. And what does that mean? Well, at all the other churches, it means this: you have all this worship, you have you know media, video, you have all these things. Things driving me nuts this weekend. So you have all these different things, um, you know, so we're just going to give that to you. And I'm like, okay, but some of these aren't my strengths. Sometimes you got to do things, right, that you don't want to do or maybe isn't your strength. It's just part of the, the game. But then we sat back and we're like, okay, everybody, and this was really cool, our executive director, he's like, I want everybody to pitch in their top three things that they feel is their strength. What does that look like? So then, you know, Dan McConnell, he's our connect pastor, okay, incredible musician, 
Okay, so I'm over worship. I'm like a hacker musician. Ryan knows. I think I played with him once. Like, I don't know anything about music. I just get up, I can hear it, and I can hack away on the drums or whatever like that, or strum a guitar. Where Dan, he like, knows music inside and out. He knows all the loops. He knows all these different things. So why in the world am I running worship if he knows 10 times more about it? Well, I'm creative director. It's part of my gig. Well, it doesn't have to be part of my gig. So, so we were able to sit down and say, what are the three things that, the top three things that we would want? And then what are the, the three things that, you know, our pastor and our executive pastor feel, you know, can't be taken off our plate, but that maybe can, and who can we fill in with some of those things? So we were able to kind of divvy up some of the things that we did, and it's changed the way, even the passions behind what we do, you know? It's hard when, okay, I really want to focus on these things over here, but, you know, 30% of my time is spent on something that I'm just not that good at. So, but something that I'm not good at is something what the other guy is. So he's able to, um, you know, go and take worship and take it to a whole other level that I wouldn't be able to do. So we were able to kind of split that up, and it was just kind of cool to see um, just the changes even in our church because we were able to do that. So uh, I definitely recommend, man, you know, try to find those people. And if there are certain things that you're doing and you're like, man, i, I got to find someone that is passionate about that that can do this in a whole other level, that's what you need to find. So, um, And then I'll just walk through a little bit of our team. So we have two separate teams. So I have my creative team and then I have my Sunday morning team. Okay, so my creative team um, is uh, – so it's me. I'm the creative director. Um, so I basically run the meeting. So I have like run sheets of all questions that I go through and make sure that I check off each week. You know, what, what is happening for the Sunday service? What's it about? Are there any extra things that we're doing in here? Um, you know, are we doing communion? Are we doing baby dedication? What does that look like? You know, uh, we'll walk through kind of the orders of the service. What does this look like? Um, you know, any illustrations that we're doing, any of those things we kind of walk through. And I'll talk through the different meetings that we have. So I run the meetings, make sure that they stay on track because – as you guys know, it can kind of get off or whatever. And I have someone else back me up, too, because I'm the one that usually takes it off on a rabbit trail. Uh, the second person we have is Lois Stubbs. She's my creative admin. She's so much more than that. She's also our impact director, which does community outreach. But she also gives me 10 hours a week. Um, super, super creative, great writer. Just the way that she thinks is just so different than anybody I've ever met. Um, so she's in there, and she kind of helps. She takes notes for me. She makes sure that no details are missed. Um, like I say, if it's baptism week, if it's communion, just to make sure all those little things are taken care of. So I have Lois, me, and then uh, Dan McConnell. He's our worship director. So he's always in there because music and worship is such a big part of our service. So, hey, what, you know, what's the music that we're playing? This is what we're talking about. How is it going to flow? Is there special music? Sometimes we do baptism videos. And I don't put music behind it, but the band plays behind it because it's in between worship or whatever that is. So how's that going to kind of flow? And we'll talk, talk through some of those things. Um, and he just brings, you know, his background strategic. So he brings some of that. Uh, Gary Fowler, he's our executive director. He's a relator. And you got Conan, okay, who's woo and vision, big vision, has no idea how to get there, but he's big vision and God's giving him something. And and then you got Gary, who is strategic and detailed, and he knows how to get there, and he thinks he's, he's the most intentional person I've ever met in my life. Like, okay, well, why are we doing this? And what if, if you add this or this, then that's going to bring some intentionality into some of our service and what we do. Like, that's huge. So he brings a whole other level. Conan will just spew out a bunch of stuff of, like, crazy things, and then Gary will take it. And, okay, well, if we bring it in this way and flow it this way, it'll be really cool of how it just connects with people and different stuff. So, so that's my creative team, me, Lois. Dan McConnell, worship director, Gary Fowler, our executive director, and then one more, Miriam Ford. And she is a real high-end marketer. So she works for, like, Fortune 500 companies out of New York. And just she used to be a producer at Hillsong, you know, out in Australia. She used to run their video stuff. So I'm like, 
you're on my team, whatever. So, and she's really positivity, and she's all these different things. So we bring her on kind of as an outside view of, like, you know, how does this relate? What does this look like? She can think through and process through things that blow my mind. So, okay, so social media, you know, what's the best way to get this out for this week, and how are we doing this, how are we doing that? So she kind of helps bring, like I say, an outsider's point of view that we just have her come in um, with that. And then we have different meetings for that. So Tuesday, okay, Tuesday meetings are our service run-through meeting. So that's all we do is we sit down with that same team, my creative team, and then we ch- just talk through the order of service. All right, we got communion coming up this week. All right, we're starting a new series. So we got a new intro video. Uh, music, how's this going to flow? You know what? Because we're doing baby dedication, I need to trim down that one song. And then we just walk through the whole order of service. How's that going to affect kids? How's that going to affect youth? How's that going to affect anything else going on in the church? So let's, let's talk through that order of service. And then so all those guys and Conan's in there too pastor and we just we just walk through it this is exactly what the service is going to look like on tuesday okay thursday and then he'll kind of walk through some of his notes on tuesday of all right this is the message these are some of the things we're hitting if there's any extra little things by tuesday we're not going to do full videos these have to be done by now and i'll talk through that but um if there's any extra little things man you know what i was thinking what if we had some really cool i need some pictures of santa claus whatever that is i need pictures of this then we're able to find it by tuesday and just get them on if we need to but it's got to be little stuff all the big stuff needs to be done by then Thursday is run-through, okay? And we just started this a few months ago, and it's changed our lives. It's changed everything, and you pastors are really going to hate this. But Thursday, we have service run-through. So we, we basically go through the whole service. So we get up, we talk through announcements, we talk through all these different things, and then Conan's got to get up and preach it in front of us five, okay? So, and he'll throw out words, you're like, mm, let's not say that. Or, you know, that didn't make any sense. Or he'll fumble on something, hey, you need to clean this up, or whatever like that. And that was, it's a hard thing to do as a pastor to, like, preach to your, you know, five people who's, like, critiquing you, you know, up and down. And then we're taking notes, and at the end, we're like, hey, you know what, that story, it just didn't work. Or, hey, if you added this or added that, that would make things different. And then he's able to, because we've noticed with Conan, when he comes in, his 930 service is okay, but he would fumble through a couple things, and then... The 11.30 service, he nailed every time, man. So that's the one I made sure I record. Where now, when he goes through it on Thursday, his 9.30 service is just as good as his 11.30. So he's got through all of the fumbling. He's got through some of the things. But it's a tough thing to ask your pastor to get up and say, hey, I need you to, I need you to preach to me. And, I, you know, and then I time it. And we time it to the T because we have our service checklist that we run through. And, you know, if God comes down, we're good, and we've had that. And if music goes a little bit longer or whatever. But we run it by the minute. And then, you know, okay, and then at 10.31, you need to be closing up, or at 10.32. So we time him, and it's like, bro, you're five minutes off, or hey, you're 10 minutes over. What can we trim to make this thing kind of fit to where we need this to fit, and things like that. So, so he runs through that on Thursday. Um, and like I say, it's been a life change for us at C3 with how, you know, so many moving parts or whatever. Um, it's, it's really, really good. And then we do a creative quarterly Every three months, okay, so is what we do, uh, and I'll talk through some of the message stuff and how we come up with it, but every three months, we get that same creative team together with the pastor, and then we sit down and we go through the next three months, okay, and we talk through, okay, so January through March, okay, and then we do April through whatever, and then we go, okay, what are the messages for these? We already know what they are pretty much for the whole year, because we've kind of talked through the idea of, you know, uh, the spiritual maturity of the church and all these different things and where he wants to go throughout the year. So inspirational, and then he'll do heartfelt, and then he'll do this, and then he'll do that. So we've kind of know the flow of the year, and then we talk through some of the flow of, all right, so January we're going to be doing this, this, and this. Now, it's changed throughout the year where something's come up, and he's like, I want to push this message back because God's given me this message. And usually when he says that, you want to go with it because then 
something big happens. So, but we'll go through those whole messages, and that's where we talk through, all right, what are the illustrations we're going to do? What are some incredible ideas we can do for social media? What are incredible for videos? What are our intro videos going to look like? What are ideas that we can do? How do we get the community involved? Those kind of things. So that's when we talk through all the creative side of what that is because you have to plan so far out to get these things done because there's no way that you're going to do it that week, right? Or the, even the week, two weeks, three weeks. It's got to be a couple months out that we can really start flowing through and creating the things that we need to do with the, with the level of excellence that we want to do. Does it always hit that? No, but we do our best to try to hit that level of excellence. So, so our creative quarterly is the every three months that we get together on a Sunday afternoon and we order pizza and we hash it out for like three hours and we just go through everything. Conan, talk us through. And, by, and at that point, he, we have gotten all of his notes. I've already sat down with Conan and our admin and we already know exactly what the sermons are. We had the ideas the vision behind why he wants to talk about it. I get as much information as I can. I shoot it out to the team at least a week or two weeks ahead of time before we meet. So then they have an idea and they've already processed through all these different things. So they come, I want, you know, three to five ideas of each sermon series that you guys are going to bring, you know. And then each of them, I give them each specific things, the details that I want them to work on. I don't just say, everybody think about everything. I say, hey, you're our marketer. I want you to think about social media. I want you to think about community, these kind of things, you know, impact director community. I want, I want you to think about, you know, message prep. What does that look like? We have someone that reads a lot of books. If Conan's going to do a book that he read, she will read it for him and pick out all the, the main notes of it and, and like write it down into like a two-page outline, which is incredible. So he's not having to read all these other books. So we have someone that kind of does that. And she's in our creative quarterly that can help us process through some of the main points and how that's going to relate. Scripture verses for it, you know, just that kind of um, just going through, researching, and different things like that. So uh, we do the creative quarterly, um, which is, which is kind of cool. Um, and uh, it's, it's made a pretty big difference with getting out ahead. So now on Tuesdays and Thursdays meetings, I'm not freaking out because he's like, hey, I want this video for this and this and this. And you're like, whoa, I don't have time for that because I'm doing a million other things. You know, so we get these things done, and it's already laid out, and it, it works out really good. Um, so that's, that's really cool. Um, all right, so... Team is a big, big part of this. The next one is the message. Um, everything we preach at C3 is related to our vision statement, um, which is we exist to love people through their life change journey with Jesus. Now, this has just changed. It used to be loving people to life change, okay? And, and we've done an incredible job at that, but we got to the point that these people, we reach a lot of unchurched people. So we have people, new believers that never been to church, burned in church, whatever that is. And we get them and we lead them to Jesus. And then we're like, yeah, all right, now what? You know, like, we're here, they've arrived. Now, you know, you never arrive. But they're like, we, we were missing that part of the life change journey, okay? So we were like, love them, and we did. We love people to life change. They get saved, they want to be part, and we didn't have the discipleship program that we really needed. So that's what we kind of changed. And now it's, you know, we exist to love people through their life change journey with Jesus. So now, not only are we loving you to life change with Jesus, now we're loving you through the whole journey. What does that look like for our church? So everything that we preach is kind of revolves around what that vision statement is because of who our culture is, the people that we reach. It's different than some other churches. So we have to think about those things um, and how even on Sundays, how deep we go. So our, our connect groups, we call them, our pace groups, the things that we do has to be a lot deeper than what we do on Sunday morning because Sunday morning is the unchurched. We get eight to ten new people a week. So these people, and most of them have never been to church before in their lives. So if we're going super deep on a Sunday morning, they don't, they don't get that. So um, that's the biggest thing that we kind of gauge it around. Um, another thing is you have to gauge what messages you're preaching on the spiritual level of your people. 
So for us, we have a lot of new people. Two years ago, we could go a little bit deeper, but we planted like eight churches and we gave away 200 of our people, which was our super strong Christians, our in-depth Christians, okay? They went out and planted all these churches, and now we're getting all these new people that's never been to church, and if we're preaching the same way, they're just like, I don't get it, okay? And it's kind of cool because I was talking to Conan, and he's like, you kind of got to look at it like this. Um, and I'm sure some of you pastors already know this, but he's like, you know, as a pastor, you show up each week, and you have an adult chair, you have a booster, and then you have your high chair, right? So you have your adult, you have your strong Christians, you have your people that just got saved, right? And then you have your babies that have no idea what it is. And, you know, if you give them all steaks, the adult can chew the steak up, be like, this is great, man, I'm getting fed. You know, the, the toddler can just kind of gnaw and not really know what's going on, and the baby could actually die from it, right? I mean, too much, they could choke on these things or whatever like this. So you have to be careful, you know, you want to be able to feed everybody, but... Who is it that you're really trying to reach, you know? And for us, it's the baby, you know? And, and it's the tough thing. And we've had some conversations where I, I just don't feel that I'm being fed. Well, are you a strong Christian? Are you a strong believer? Yeah, then you know what? You've just been feeding yourself before you even came on Sunday, right? I mean, you need to be in the Word every day. You need to be in this. And then you know what? We need you. We need you to help us feed these babies. So, you know, Sunday morning, you're going to get fed a little bit. You're going to get these things. But, man, you need to be feeding yourself. And you need to help us feed these babies that, that have no clue what's going on. You need to help us disciple them and pour into them and do these kinds of things. So that's, that's the vision of where our church is going. So every church is different. But for us, we're going after these, these babies, and we're trying to get these adults to be able to develop them and discipleship them and, and do those kinds of things. Um, you know, another thing, and I know this is a big one, preach on what you're passionate about. Um, Love my brother. He's an incredible communicator, but we notice the big difference when he preaches on a book that he read or a LifeChurch.tv, you know, Andy Stanley, whatever that message is, than when he does something of his own. So I don't know. Any of you guys here when Conan did the 100-mile race? You guys are about. So he did, he did it on called running, and he went out and he ran a 100-mile race in 30 hours. So you have to complete this thing. And so we went out and we filmed it. It was a four-week series. So it was like two weeks leading up to the race for the third week. And then we did, like, uh, pain, I think, was the last one. <laughs> so it, was, it was awful. It was crazy. But we filmed it. So I went out there for 36 straight hours, and we're, like, filming this thing of him running. I edited this piece in the middle of the night in the back of a minivan for eight and a half hours after being up 26 hours filming some of these things. And then we showed it that Sunday. So we started at 5 a.m. on Saturday. He ran through the night. He finished at 9.40 in the morning. So I edited it up to a point, and we showed a 30-minute video on Sunday morning of him doing this race. And then in the middle of the service, I finished it off and sent it to him, uploaded it, and they were able to show the finished race. And then at our 1130, they showed the whole 30-minute video. So we did 10 minutes of, of his training for like nine months. He took a little video camera of him getting up at 255 in the morning. Ah, it's 255 January. I'm going out to run 28 miles a day. I'm going to be running for the next four and a half hours. It's snowing. It's a blizzard outside. Like, and he's talking through this amazing like transition and you can see this like um, you know because I'm like bro we need to see you raw like we need to see this to hurt you know what I'm saying like we need to we want to see just the pain behind us because he's always go lucky and people need to, to see that the perseverance that you push through this so he's like it was crazy and in the middle of this training he ran a 50 miler right as a warm-up for the 100 mile. I don't know and every 10 it was funny because every 10 minutes he would flip the camera hey I just finished 10 miles I feel pretty good da, 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 da. and then the next one yeah, I'm at 20 miles. I'm starting to feel a little bit, whatever, 30 miles. I don't know if I'm going to finish this race, man. This is feeling kind of rough. At 40, you could just see his face is just like gone. He's, he's losing, like his, his face is sinking in. He's turning pale, and he's just like sitting there. He's just like, he's not talking as fast. He's like, 
This is the hardest thing I've ever done. And then it shows him at the end of the 50 mile, and he's sitting there, and he's crying, right? He's like, I never thought I could finish something like this. He's like, dude, this was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And you're just like, oh, like you could see the pain. I'm like, that's what people need to see is that pain and perseverance. And then when we did the 100 mile, like at 44 miles, he started vomiting, right? And he's not built for it. Like I don't know if you know my brother, he's 6'3", 150 pounds. Like he's built for speed distance, okay? But 100 miles, most of the people are like, overweight because they can lose the fat and they, you know and they're doing 12 15 you know minute miles but you're doing 100 miles but so like at mile 44 he just starts vomiting he can't keep anything down so he'll drink something he, and we're filming all this stuff and i'm like oh dear lord like is my brother gonna die we have to take him to the hospital because you know he's gonna start puking blood i don't know what's gonna happen you know or we got to get him ivs or whatever it's going to make a great video. And I'm like, but then, you know, turmoil. My brother, like, he's, like, laying on the ground. Yeah, he's throwing up. He's like, oh, whoo, I feel pretty good now. You're like, oh, my gosh. He's like, and in the video, he's like, the, one of the coolest things I learned was he's sitting on a road throwing up, and his army ranger walks by. He's like, get up. And he's like, what? He's like, what are you doing? He's like, ah, oh, I'm throwing up. He's like, listen. He's like, you can either sit down and throw up, or you can walk and throw up. He's like, you're absolutely right. He gets up, he's like, ah, oh, no, no. Got to keep moving, man. So, Dude, he persevered, and I remember mile 75, dude, I thought he was dead. Like, we come in, it's dark out, he's laying on the ground, he's just shaking, and he's throwing up, and he's rolling over, and he's pasty, and we're like, you know, and we're like, you got four minutes, he sleeps, right? So every, like, 10 to 12 miles, you get, you get a, a station where you come in, and you get so many minutes. Well, you have every, se- every um, station that you hit, you have to make it by a certain time, or they'll cut it off. So you have 30 hours to make the whole thing, and they run that time. So if you don't make it, people are dropping like flies. You know, and you look over here, and here's mile 65, and the guy comes in, he's crying, right? Throwing up, and then his wife takes him off to the car. And there's his dream going, right? Conan's like, I'm not going to be defeated. I mean, he's just throwing, he's running. He's like, hey, guys, oh, he's throwing up. And I'm like, you have 50 more miles to go, and he's laying there, and he's like, and one of his funny quotes was like, you know, you think 100 miles, it wouldn't be that hard, but it really is. Really, really hard. You're like, what? But it was so cool to see that, you know, just the passion behind what he was. And when he preached it, I mean, he's done something that not many people have done, right? I mean, 100 miles is an incredible feat. And you would not believe the inspiration. He got a standing ovation, right, even when he wasn't there on the video. And then the next week, you would not believe how many people have ran. We've had more people run marathons now than like, I, I bet 50% of our church has run marathons now. I've had, we've had 25 people in our church lose over 50 pounds now. Like we've had all these things. If our pastor can run 100 miles and he can persevere through this, then I can lose 25 pounds. I can do these kinds of things. But it's that passion. It's bringing in who you are into your messages that's going to change the way that people, because people want to relate to you. If they don't like you, then they're not going to listen to you. You know, and when people first come to your church, like if you just get up there and you just throw a bunch of stuff out and they don't connect with you in a way, they're not going to stay for that. You know, your church could be great, whatever. But if they're not connected to you, they're just not, they're not going to follow that. And if you're just up there preaching things that you don't know, you know, all right, this is cool. It's a cool book, but I'm really, really passionate. I got to get through this week or whatever. It's that passion behind what that is. And so we make sure now, Conan, you got to do two or three of these a year. And he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to climb Mount Everest next. We're like, no, 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 listen, I'm not going to film that one. But so he, he really, he, he wants to take it to a whole nother level. So, um, so I'll, I'll push through that. Yeah, definitely preach about what you're passionate about. Be authentic, man. Uh, dude, that's just a big thing. And the next is the details. And this is where I struggled with, you know, when you walk into a church like Andy Stanley's church or, you know, Church of the Move or any of these other big churches and you walk in, it's, it's the most overwhelming experience that you can have, you know, because you walk in, there's so much visual, there's so much audio, there's so much graphics, you know, the preacher, the music, just the, the look, the layout, everything is just overwhelming. And, it, you know, 
and the biggest thing is they didn't get there overnight. You know, it's taken them a very long time. So the attention is in, is in the details. And who's here seen the movie The Patriot? Come on, anybody, right? So my favorite part is when, when they capture a son and they're going through the woods and he takes his two boys, right? And he's getting ready to free his son from the bad guys, right? And he talks to his boys and they have the guns. And they're going to, three people are going to attack, what, 25 of them or something like that. And he's like, listen to his sons who's, what, 10 and 12 or something. And he's like, aim small, miss small. That's like the saying right there, aim small, miss small. If you're just shooting around and not aiming anything, you're not going to hit anything. But if you aim small, then you're going to miss small. And that's the biggest thing that I had to, to learn in what I do because there's so many details of mother's rooms and speakers and, you know, kids set up and, you know, curtains and lights and video and meeting and all these different things. But what are the details that I can focus on to make it better? If I focus on everything, then it's just going to be a big blur and a big blob of everything. But if my sole purpose was to make the lyric on the screens look amazing, if that was my only job, what would I do different? Would it be the same that it is every Sunday? It might not be. If my sole purpose was to reach that one person, you know, what does that look like? What is the feel? What is the, when they walk into the sanctuary, what is it that they feel? Are they being greeted? What does that look like? What is the atmosphere that's happening? What music is playing? You know, when they sit down, you know, what, you know, graphics, what visual things are they getting handed? What is that experience that they're going to have that would make them stay? If I focused on that one specific thing, would I change anything that happens in the service? You know, and we try to talk to our team about these kinds of things. Like these are the little things you have to think about. And even if it takes a little bit of time to get to that point, you might need to stop and go back through everything that you do and pinpoint each and every section of that. And what does that look like? If this was the only thing that I had to focus on, would I do anything different with that? And what can we do now? What does that look like for us as we pinpoint and say, you know what, I need to change this up a little bit. Because when I think of overall everything, I just get overwhelmed and I just want to make it through the week. <laughs> I just want this thing to go off without a hitch. That's all I want. I don't want, you know, I want the, the screens to work and the music and I want everything to happen. But if I really pinpoint it down to little things that we could do to make this better, there's a lot of things that I can do personally to make, make these things better. And it's something that's just been even convicting me even lately. So that's the things that I'm even focusing on now. You know, we're a church of 800 to 1,000, and we had this really cool auditorium, and we do a really cool production, but is it really reaching to what we're trying to do? You know, when people walk in, are there things happening that's distracting? Are there, you know, what does that look like? What are the things that they're getting, you know, that, that makes them feel comfortable, whatever that is? So how can I make the best Sunday service and people feel comfortable coming into that? So the biggest thing is just attention to the details, man. What is one thing that you can do this week that's going to change your service So one thing you can focus on to make it a little bit better? So... So that's what I got. I know we're almost up with a little bit of time, but I'd love to chat with some of you guys if you have any questions or whatever. So, yes. Okay, so you've gone from being the guy on the front lines to the guy sort of managing. Yes. I mean, I mean, you're still doing front lines. Yes. Yeah. What's a characteristic that you have that you see inside yourself that has helped you make that jump? That is a great question. Uh, yeah, you know, for me, it's been a tough thing because I've always been, I was the youngest brother. I had Conan, you know, his... He was always the leader of our family, you know, kind of as the brothers, okay? My middle brother, Shane, was, um, he was the guy that would figure out, he was the gadget guy. So, like, Conan would come up with the idea, Shane would figure out how to do it, and then the younger brother would always end up just doing it, right? Like, here, block this bow and arrow at eight years old, whatever. Whatever that is, here, try this pipe bomb out. I don't know, but, you know, so for me, it was funny, but I had to wait till I was, what, 22 to move away from home to realize that, you know what? 
I'm my own person. You know what? I have some of the skill sets that I didn't know that I had. I never thought I was a creative person when I got the opportunity to move to D.C. I was roofing houses. You know, I had a roofing crew. In fact, Gary Fowler, our executive director, was on my roofing crew. Now he's my boss, whatever. So, uh, but, you know, I was doing these things that I didn't even know that was inside of me. And then I got an opportunity to move off and to do video stuff. And I'm like, I didn't think I was creative, but maybe I am. And then I just started honing some of these things. And then I realized that, you know what? My dad is a people person, right? My brother Conan can just go up and talk to anybody. I've always liked behind the scenes. I'm kind of a loner, but can I pull this off? Can I do this? And it's all about making people feel valued. And that's what I realized is when people come in and they want to be part of a church, you know, they say that if someone finds three to five friends and are connected in a church somehow and serving in a church, that they will stay. So how is it that we can make people feel valued and connected in our church? I can do that. You know, like I can do videos, and maybe I prefer to be in the back doing videos. But I want to give other people the opportunity that I was given. And when I think like that, um, it's kind of pulled things out of me that I didn't know that I had. So it's like I have to be a leader because I have to, because God has called me to be this. So I never considered myself that. You know, and, a, and it's, kind of, it's kind of neat because I can talk tech geek fairly good. You know, I always said I was a, I'm a learned tech geek. I felt like I was an athlete before. I'm not an athlete anymore, but I was, you know, in high school and stuff. And then I kind of learned into this role. And I deal with a lot of people that are like, you know, they want to be in their mom's basement playing video games and things like that. So, but I can talk to them on a different level, and I have a little bit different personality than them. So I'm able to, like, pull and draw them out and give them opportunity. And I drive them, you know, like, if you want this, I'm going to give you every opportunity, but I expect this from you. And when people are expected, you're right, I can do this, man. I never knew that I could. I've never been given opportunities before. So, it, it, yeah, it's just kind of, for me, it's just been a transition. So I don't know if I answered it, but um, it's like that first person when I realized that, hey, this person, I gave an opportunity, and then when I moved away, they failed. And then, you know what? I failed because I didn't raise them up to be a leader. I just raised them up as a follower. So then on the next thing, you know, people that I want to mentor and develop, then I'm like, how can I raise you to be a leader? And then so I would focus on those kinds of things. And it just, I think God just drew it out of me in a lot of these things. And I'm still learning. And I still fail in a lot of ways. You know, I just had a you know, meeting last week with someone who's an incredible team builder. Like, what am I doing wrong? What can I do a little bit better? How can I reach more people? You know, so I'm struggling getting volunteers just like everybody else. So this, this next session of Connect Groups, I'm starting a Connect Group called Creative Connect. And we're going to do photography and videography. If you're interested in being part of the creative team, come on out. And I'm going to teach you everything about photography. I'm going to teach you videos, everything that we do. We're going to do projects. We're going to do all these things because I have to find new avenues to get people excited about being part of our team. And they're not just going to come and sit or they're not just going to come and press buttons. I want to be more. I want to, what can I do and then take home and video my kids and do these kinds of things, but also be part of a church. So um, I've just had to step outside my comfort zone, which has been very, very difficult for me. But do what you got to do, man. Yeah. So. All right. Anybody else? Any questions? Yeah. The vision, we, we're constantly talking through our vision. Like, you should be able to go to everybody on our team and say, hey, what's the vision of our church? Are you talking about the overall vision or just like, so like even the vision of what we do, we, we create environments for people to experience life change. That is the vision of what my department is. So I usually, we have Sunday morning meetings. So we do a full run through on Sunday at 8.15. And we have an 8.15 meeting that we have everybody up there. And I walk through the whole service. And I just so happen to have it right here. I'm not even sure why I still have it. So we use Planning Center. I don't know if you guys use it. So this is, this is a, a Sunday morning. 
by the times exactly what we do to go through with our scripts and everything that we have on there. So, and I can show this to you guys if you guys want to look at it. But I'll walk through this whole thing so everybody's on the same page, but I'll always talk about that. And every Sunday when I meet with them, I always make sure that we talk about salvations. So like, you know, every week, hey, you know what? We had two salvations last week. And you know what? It's because of you guys being up here and the dedication that you guys have. Because why are we here? We're here to create, you know, you know we're to create environments for people to experience life change. That's why we're here, and you guys are making this happen. So when you start throwing souls out, and you start throwing life change and, and what people, like Conan will get emails. He always emails new people, and we'll get emails back. Oh, this was such a blessing. This was the right time. I get those emails, and I talk to my team. Hey, guys, listen, we got an email this week. This is what we do, and I'll read off the email. Thank you guys for being part of life change in this church. And then we'll always share the vision, always share the vision, because you know why we're here? We're here to love people, you know, to life change through their journey with Jesus. So it's, it's constantly sharing what that vision is, that when you can walk up to any of them and say, hey, what's the vision of our church? Hey, what's the vision of the creative department? Why are we here? What do you do? Oh, I'll tell you what we do. You know, we create environments for people to experience life change. Well, I thought you pressed buttons in the back. No, 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 that's just the tool. That's just, that's just whatever. No, this is what we do. This is why we do it. So it is, it, is a, it is a big vision thing, and people have to be bought into the vision or else, yeah, I can press a button. And then they're going to burn out, and they're not going to be part of it because it's boring. They'll move on to somewhere else that looks better, more exciting, or a better leader. You know? So it's something that's, that's got to be brought up. And here's the thing. I fail a lot at that. I can talk a talk in a lot of ways and some of the things that maybe I do and don't do. Um, but I'm always striving to be better at it. And why, okay, why, if someone is leaving, I try to go, hey, what's going on? What is it that we can do to be a little bit better? And when I add their input and their value into it too, hey, I want you to be thinking about this. And I want you to watch Sunday. If there's anything that you see, man, you know, I want you to be able to tell me these things. Okay, I'm valued. I'm a part of this now. What can I do? I, I can make this better. They, he values my input. It makes a big difference for them as a team because now I'm part of this team. I'm not just pressing buttons, man. I, I have a say in what's going on here. So that's the biggest thing is to make people feel part of that. You can teach them the technical stuff. You know what I'm saying? You can teach them how to be more creative and, and give them opportunity. I mean, we have cops. We have, you know, uh, IT people. We have a, a full array of different people that maybe don't even have the same experiences of what we do, but we get to teach them a whole new skill set that they've never had. Like, this is pretty cool. They're working with video switchers and cameras and stuff that they wouldn't get anywhere else, but we give them that opportunity. So, and that's the biggest thing. We don't, we're not desperate. Oh, please, come, please, please be part of this. We don't act like you get to be part of our team. Come be part of this because, dude, we're changing lives. Like that's, and then people get excited about that. People want to be part of that. People don't want to be, can you help us out? We really need you. We're desperate. You know? So it makes a big difference on how you share that vision and how you make it exciting for people to be part of what your team is. So.